You're listening to Ottawa's Baseball Show. It's Around the Diamond with Diamond Dante and Mike Nellis on CKDJ 107.9, home of the Ottawa Champions. Welcome to the May 14th edition of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. I am in studio, joined here with Mr. Corey Mess, and we had a great time this week checking out the Champions Spring Training. So uh, what's better, what's, what isn't better than starting this show off with uh, a special Spring Training preview? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Dante. Yeah, we, uh, we got a chance to, to go out to our CGT Park for... For summer training camp, got a chance to to see the players in action on the first couple days while they've been trying to kick the rust off, and it was a, a really nice experience. Got a, to have a bunch of good conversations with the players and the coaching staff, and uh, and we'll start things off here with a little conversation we had with Hal Lanier. We've put together uh, a whole bunch of interviews that we put together uh, in during Champions Training Camp. Call them our training camp diaries. Absolutely. And uh, and so yeah, we start out with an interview. With Hal Lanier and Billy Horn. Yeah, absolutely. Hal Lanier and Billy Horn will be live in just about two seconds here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. So, Hal, first day, uh, sorry, third day of spring training coming up. Uh, what are you guys looking to do in uh, in terms of uh, the position players? Well, today we're going to work on some fundamentals again, infill and outfield. Go over some signs that we're going to be using for bunt plays and first and third from the catcher situation on uh, defense. And again, you know, take some live batting practice, see some guys throw that uh, pitchers that I haven't seen, and probably Billy hasn't seen my pitching coach. And, you know, evaluate them. And, uh, you know, it's good to see guys get on the mound. We had three pitchers or four pitchers yesterday throw live batting practice. And, you know, they're going to be ahead of the hitters, of course. So we're not really worried about that with our hitters. But again, they get an opportunity to see, you know, live pitching. Uh, before the Friday exhibition game. And uh, another thing here, obviously, we saw Brian Van Kirk for uh, for one of the first times, and he looked pretty good out there. Um, what did you like of his play? He's got a good swing. He, he, I think he knows, you know, he's got a good approach, to, uh, you know, at the plate. Uh, he's played double-A ball for many years with the uh, Blue Jays organization. He didn't play last year, but uh, he handles himself really well. He got a, it looks like he's got a good idea of what he wants to do at the plate. Um, ball's inside, he pulls it, ball's away, he hits it the opposite field. So, again, I think he's going to be a big addition to our uh, middle of our lineup this season if he stays healthy. And uh, your outfield situation is, is you know, three outfielders, and we saw you have Kenny Bryant and Johnny Cole uh, taking some balls in the outfield, throwing some balls to home plate. Uh, what does the outfield situation look like at this point? Well, right now, you know, Helms and Boucher and uh, Van Kirk will be in the outfield to start the season off. And, again, you know, we're pretty flexible with uh, Kenny Bryant played some uh, outfield last year with Sussex. And he played against us and played pretty good. So, you know, it's good to have that flexibility where you have uh, a couple guys that can play the infield and the outfield. And uh, Johnny Cole is another guy that can play first base and the outfield. And, you know, to start the exhibition games off, we play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know, Cole will probably get some time in the outfield. You know, I don't, I don't want to play everybody, you know, seven innings or nine innings every single game. 
but um, again, we're you know, a little short-handed right now because of you know some guys that haven't signed, some guys that are injured, cannot play in the exhibition games. But uh, you know, we'll make the best of it and get some uh, quality at bats and quality pitching during the exhibition season. And finally, before I, I, I talk to Billy about the, the pitchers here, let's talk about uh, the third base situation. Uh, we saw Jason Cocker uh, go, or sorry, Coker. Uh, play a little third base, Garza a little bit as well. Um, how where are you at in terms of uh, the third base situation? What did you like the, about uh, those two guys yesterday? Well, again, you know those guys are, can can play there. Um, you know, right now with uh, uh, Cartwright has a little injury with his ankle. He sprained it before he came to spring training, so he's not really able to do a lot. We're going to get him ready for the season. So Garza will probably be at second base and during the exhibition games. And Coker, you know, will get some experience and it'll give us a good time to see, you know, what he can do, not only defensive-wise, but offensive-wise. So he's getting an opportunity and hopefully he does well. You know, I know he can catch and throw the ball, but again, you know, he's going to see probably better pitching than what he's seen in a while. But uh, we're still trying to find an experienced third baseman, it's really hard right now because a lot of teams are not releasing players. They're, they're adding players. So we're in the same boat with some other teams. But, um, you know, hopefully we'll clear that up before the start of the season. So now Billy Horn, um, yesterday we saw Mr. Wilmer Font, your ace of the staff, pitch. Uh, what did you like so far from him and uh, where his velocity was at? Oh, well, uh, you know, Wilmer is uh, right where we want him to be right now. Um, you know, he was um, – Big contributor to our ball club last year and coming in this year. I like the fact that, I mean, he's in great shape. He came out yesterday. He threw 50 pitches uh, his first time out, and it was only about maybe 45 or 50 degrees. And uh, Wilmer's a Venezuelan guy. He's used to the warm <laughs> weather. But, you know, know that those things, you know, factor in. Um, you know, and his, his velocity was right where we wanted it right now, 90, 91 miles an hour, and that will definitely increase as, as the season goes on and he gets a little bit uh, – um, he gets more innings under his belt, but he looked good. His split finger looked good. Fastball looked good. Threw some sliders, and um, you know Wilmer, he's a, he's a veteran guy. He may not be a veteran by status, but you know he's been around a long time. He knows exactly what he's doing. Great work ethic, and uh, you know we expect a lot of big things out of him this year. And the next pitcher to to take live uh, was Calvin Rayburn, who was the guy that everybody was waiting to see. You know how hard he could throw, what movement it has, and and I watched him from behind uh, behind the the catcher and his slider was breaking about you know a lot and you were very impressed I could see it but let, let's how about you elaborate on on uh, on Mr. Calvin Rayburn yeah uh, Calvin I saw Calvin throw a bullpen um, down in Miami Florida about a month ago or so and um, Calvin's going to come in 92 93 he'll hit 94 uh, right-handed hitters do not like facing him because his his two seam hit fastball sinker it runs in on right-handed hitters he's you know he'll get a lot of ground ball outs and, um, you know, yesterday he was 90-91, which was perfectly fine right now. First outing in spring training. He hasn't thrown live in maybe two weeks. He's been throwing. But, you know, with guys um, traveling and driving up, um, you know, it's tough for them to, to stay within a consistent routine over the last week or so. But, I mean, he came right out, and like you said, his slider, I mean, he's, he's got a wipeout slider. I mean, that thing moves about three, three and a half feet. And, uh, I mean, with right-handed hitters especially, I mean, it'll start right at their hip and it'll – you know, sweep all the way across the the other end of the uh, of the uh, 
of the plate there. And, uh, you know, we expect big things out of him. Probably he's going to be a late guy for us, you know, a set-up guy, maybe a closer role uh, in certain situations, you know, um, you know, pending if Tyler needs war- rest or whatever the case may be. But, um, uh, you know, we expect, you know, a, a big season out of him. And, you know, I don't know how long we're going to have him for, and that's what we expect for all of our guys, you know, with trying to, you know, get these guys on and move them, move them off to organizations. And now, Billy, now that you do bring up the closer situation, you got Rayburn, you got Tyler Wilson. Uh, maybe, who, who, where are you at in terms of the closer role? Who is going to be the closer at the start of the season? Or are you are you still deciding? Well, I mean, I don't want to really let any cat out of the bag, but you know, with the season that Tyler had last season, it's fair to say that he is the. Uh, it's his job to lose, if you want to put it that way. He he'd be the the front runner for the closer role. Um, he wound up closing a couple of games for us when uh, when we didn't have Alan Durat last year when he needed some rest or maybe we went into extra innings or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, I would say that, that, that Tyler's, you know, definitely the clear-cut favorite. Um, but anything can happen. You never yeah. know. We might get a call next week from an organization and, hey, we want to sign Tyler Wilson, which is what we're hoping, you know, because, you know, that's what we do here. We're, we're shopping all of our guys and trying to get them to move on. But, you know, if I had to give you an answer right now, I'd say that Tyler is definitely the, um, you know, the, the forefront favorite um, to step in and, and, and close out some games to start the season for us. Another player that did pitch yesterday was Mr. Kevin Perez. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I saw, but it's all about what you think, uh, he was throwing a you know a nice curveball. His I know he um, he threw a change up high, which Van Kirk took right to the mm-hmm. wall, which was a little bit of a mistake, but it was cold outside. Maybe talk about uh, the play of Kevin Perez and uh, and what you liked of him yesterday. Yeah, um, Kevin's another guy that I saw throw down in uh, down in Delray Beach, Florida, about uh, maybe a little more than a month, about a month and a half ago, and I liked everything that I had seen. Um, he was ninety ninety two with good movement, a very very good breaking ball. Um, you know, if you look at his numbers, he's got one hundred thirty innings, one hundred thirty something strikeouts, but his changeup is, is his his uh, his wipeout pitch is his changeup. I mean that that is just such a great pitch for him but yesterday you know we had spoken after and he didn't really have a good feel for his changeup. not making any excuses um, but he's another you know Florida guy he did play with the Washington Nationals he played with Kansas City a while back too but he's you know warm weather guy and we had spoken that hey you know he needs to warm up a little bit more uh, before he gets in so he's nice and loose but but um, he looked good yesterday you know he threw some good change-ups some good breaking balls and again he's He's another guy again, ninety, ninety-two. He might, you know, get it up there, ninety-three, ninety-four, if he's feeling good. Um, he's got some good run on his fastball, and um, he's going to be a guy that's going to come in, throw a lot of strikes, and with his movement and, and his off-speed stuff, could be another guy that get us a lot of ground ball outs later later in the innings. And finally, the last pitcher uh, to pitch yesterday was Andrew Wirth, mm-hmm. um, submarine sidearm, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he looked pretty good out there. Yeah, he did. Um, Andrew's coming in as a as a pure rookie, a college guy from from the upstate New York area, and um, you know, watching Andrew throw yesterday, I was we were all quite impressed because this was the first time I had seen him throw live, and um, a nice slider, you know, yeah. good fastball, good movement. Um, you know, it's it, you know you see in Major League Baseball a lot of times where they have lefty on lefty specialists and so forth. I think Andrew's a guy who's going to do very well against left-handed hitters, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, he hides the ball very well. He's very deceptive. He's got a nice changeup, nice slider, and a ton of run on his fastball. And yesterday he was about 85, 87. Um, again, just, you know, dealing with the cold weather first time out. But, you know, he's a guy that when he's, when he's raring and, and going on, on all cylinders, he's, you know, 89, 90, 91. And, again, his biggest thing is deception and keeping hitters off balance. And, 
you know, he, he did a good job yesterday of throwing in, and that's, you know, that's what I preach is throw in, 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 and <laughs> and more in. So, um, you know, I was very pleased with, with our pitchers yesterday and, you know, looking forward to seeing what we have going on uh, going on out there today. And finally, let's talk about uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Cooper is going to be on the mound, and who else do you have scheduled for today? Well, for today, actually, Andrew's going to throw tomorrow. Today we have uh, Leighton Galbraith is going to throw probably three innings, um, roughly, depending on how he feels. And also uh, Randy Hamrick is also going to be throwing about three innings today. Um, he was in Amarillo last year as a closer, uh, but he used to start earlier in his career when he was with the Diamondbacks, and um, we're excited to see him. I'm really excited to see him throw today and see what he's got. And um, – yeah, he's a seasoned veteran. You know, he's been he's been around professional baseball the last you know five, six, seven years, whatever it is. And um, you know, we're just going to go out there, get our work in, and it's also great for the hitters too because they get to see some 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 live pitching and, and just gear up for the season and, and get ready to go uh, on the nineteenth. inside Raymond Shabbat Grand Thornton Park, which is the Ottawa Champions ballpark for the 2016 season, and the only ballpark here in Ottawa that can hold as many fans as it does. I'm Diamond Dante, joined here with Mr. Corey Mess. How you doing? Pretty good, Dante. The only stadium in the Can-Am League that can hold this many fans. Uh, it, is the, uh, it is the gem of the Can-Am League, if you will. Absolutely, and uh, yesterday was day two. We're here on day three. Um, from what we've seen, some good stuff from this team. One thing that we have seen so far is that uh, it looks like they really like each other and, they're, and they gel together very well, good personalities, and and good amount of players here. Well, and we talked to Calvin Rayburn earlier, and, and he told us that one of the big parts, especially in a short training camp like this, is just to take things easy. It, it's a team sport, and you, you've really got to create that chemistry, but all these guys are also kind of working on, on trying to get a little bit of the rust off, trying to get themselves um, up to speed and, and ready for the season, and so I think there, there's a bit of a, an air of excitement in the air, not only from the players, but from kind of everyone around the team, and you know, I, I think it's pretty exciting. And yesterday, uh, three pitchers that did pitch live, three innings. Uh, we saw Wilmer Font, Calvin Rayburn, Kevin Perez, and Andrew Wirth. We know what we've seen from Wilmer Font, so we're just going to go right to the three new guys, and that's Calvin Rayburn. Uh, I had a chance to see him from right behind the catcher, and he was hitting 93 in very cold weather. It was actually raining a little bit yesterday. At first, he started off at 83, 84, 85, and then finally topped out at 93. Lanier talked about how his slider was moving about my whole arm and with great break and this two seam was all over the place striking batters out like no tomorrow no one actually even got a piece of of him uh Corey he's been a a big acquisition uh so far on a big acquisition is a funny way to put that because he's so imposing with that six eight frame walking around the field uh uh, tallest guy on the team and um I I think he looked uh he looked very impressive yesterday um, like you mentioned, throwing that hard in, in cold weather is so impressive, and I think he's really going to be an asset for, for this team's bullpen, and I think pitching coach Billy Horn has to be excited for, for the work he can do with, uh, with Calvin Rayburn, who's still a very young pitcher. And yesterday we also saw Kevin Perez, so we're going to 
focus on some pitching here because uh, with this ballpark is one of the most important things, and you kn you know this firsthand. Uh, Kevin Perez yesterday looked very good. He had good control. He uh, he messed up once with a changeup a high, which Brian Van Kirk took off the wall, which is something we're going to touch on just in a little bit. But Perez had an excellent curveball and a really good changeup. He was hitting his fastball at 90 miles an hour, and then he was dropping a curveball at 75 and a changeup at 83. That's something nice to see at this point. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that he was able to use all three pitches right now here in uh, in training camp is a really good sign. We, um, uh, we, and like I said earlier, these guys are just trying to shake off the rust a bit, trying to get the arsenal out of the uh, uh, out here in spring training. And and you know what? I think a lot of these pitchers are are well, trying gone. to impress some people really and uh, and show some things this year. So I think it's exciting. Well, right now we can see Danny Grauer taking some swings, which is nice because he's got a little pop in his bat. <laughs> when you mentioned he, he was the only guy to uh, to hit a home run yesterday, um, and and we saw that from him last year. Really good power hitter. Um, oh and, wow! And he's shown off again uh, quite a bit here. Although. That's a nice. That's a little bit of pop right there too. Absolutely. And uh, so we're gonna go on to Andrew Wirth, rookie. Nice diving. Nice Andrew Wirth, straight out of college. Uh, he's a rookie coming into the season. He throws submarine. His uh, He was hitting around 86 miles an hour with his fastball, but his slider had great movement. And Billy Horn said this morning that he could actually see him not just being a, a righty specialist, but he can face some lefties too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think uh, for, like, it's tough in the Can-Am League because it's not like you have this this huge bullpen that you can rely on. So guys have to be ready to do kind of both things. It's hard to have specific righty-lefty specialists in this league. And so um, uh, guys have to be ready to, to face guys at both uh, both sides of the plate. And so, again, for, for spring training, it's good that, that these guys are already comfortable doing that. Absolutely. And now we're going to go to Jason Coker. He made the team out of spring training. And or actually, out of open tryouts, he uh, back then he played with the Ottawa Fat Cats in semi-pro. And since Mr. Cartwright is now injured, Coker is going to start the season at third base. It's nice to see uh, a, a, a local kid make the team. Yeah, unbelievable story, and not originally from Ottawa, but it's been in Ottawa for the last few years. A former member of the Fat Cats, but to go from semi-pro baseball a couple years ago. And now to to get an invite out to Champions Camp this uh, this summer, and it, it looks like he might be the starter at third to begin the season. What an unbelievable story! Um, really good story, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Third base was a position the Champions couldn't really nail down last year, and so uh, a, a chance for a walk-on to come in and maybe do that this year. It's a, it's pretty interesting. And yeah, and we're going to talk to Jason Coker in just a little bit. And another guy, another two guys that are going to be battling out is Johnny Cole and Mr. Kenny Bryant. We saw them in the outfield yesterday and today shagging out some fly balls and uh, making throws to cut the cutoff man, second base, and of course the home plate. Uh, nice one-hop bounce, not on the money, but they still lots of time left in spring training. Cole, I'm going to say this right now, Bryant's a natural left-handed hitter. Cole's a switch hitter. I think that they should maybe work on doing a little bit of a platoon situation and, and work on Cole being more of a righty. Well, and and I mean, Cole's going to give the the offense at least a bit of flexibility because of that switch hitting. But um, we'll we'll have to see kind of where where what side he hits better from. Uh, if he hits better from a righty, then that might be something that to focus on a little bit. But having a sh a guy who can switch hit just gives your lineup a little more flexibility. And so, I, I, I while while he might be a good guy to come in for, 
uh, Van Kirk. It'll be fun to see what else they do with them in different configurations they use in their lineup. And uh, now let's go over to uh, Robert Garza, another rookie. Uh, Johnny Cole and him actually know each other, so it's nice to see uh, you know some players kind of gel together like that. But uh, Robert Garza is going to be starting the season at second base. And the one thing that I did notice from him yesterday is his eye. He walked three times uh, in his live BP yesterday, and uh, it, the coaches were very impressed with his eye. And he's very small; he's about five foot six, so it, ma- it makes a lot of sense, eh, Corey? Well, especially if he was, um, he was like a, uh, he could be a guy with his kind of speed. If he's going to get on base like that, he could hit very early in the lineup this year for this Champions team. A, a guy like Garza as well. You mentioned he's a rookie, but like Coker, another guy who, because of the injury to Albert Cartwright, might be starting the season for this Champions team. And so I think, I think. The, the thing I'm most excited about is that it seems like this team will have a ton of depth going into the year, and, and that usually goes away pretty quickly. Uh, baseball's a sport where a lot of injuries happen, but um, I, I think it is pretty exciting for this team that they have multiple guys that they can throw at pretty much every position. Yeah, it's nice to see that, and Garza could maybe be on the bench, come off the bench, do a little bit more things when uh, when Mr. Cartwright gets a start, when gets back into the lineup. But uh, finally, let's touch on Mr. Brian Venkirk was acquired uh, from the Blue Jay system, played in Double A for New Hampshire, has a lot of experience and a lot of power, and we've seen that today. Absolutely. We, you mentioned you saw him put one against the wall yesterday. We saw a couple hits the deep outfield today, and and you know what? I, I think. That it's just, we saw that the effect that Sebastian Boucher had on this team last year. He was the team's hitting coach as a player. And I think uh, Brian Van Kirk is going to bring that same experience to this team. Um, uh, has seen pretty much everything there is to see in baseball. Has uh, has done it all. And so um, for him to come into this team, into this outfield, I think is, is so important. You look at the three outfielders. Um, the, 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 the hitting that they might have out of these outfielders with, with Van Kirk and Helms as your two corner infielder. Helms was showing off the power quite a bit today. Um, uh, and uh, and Van Kirk on the other side. I think it's going to be a, a very exciting outfield for the Ottawa Champions team around uh, the, the face of this franchise in Sebastian Boucher. Absolutely, and that's going to wrap this up here at uh, Raymond Shabbat Grand Thornton Park. But shortly, we're going to get to talk to Mr. Jason Coker, who made the team at Oakland Trials. That's all here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Welcome back in Studio 4 Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. And uh, once again, I'm joined here in studio with Corey Mess. And uh, this is our special spring training edition of Around the Diamond. And what's, what is it, what isn't better than going to talk to Mr. Jason Coker at RCGT Park? Yeah, what a story, Dante. I mean, we're going to talk about it a little more later on in the show as well. But this is a guy who is a walk-on. Like, it's an unbelievable story. It's a Rudy story here with the Ottawa Champions, a guy who's walking onto this team, and it 
looks like he's going to be a starter at the beginning of the year. So I think that's very, uh, very exciting, not only for a guy like Coker, who, you know, he's he's now a native of the city of Ottawa, originally from South Carolina, but mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, played has been in here. Australia last year. Exactly. Played in Australia, has really been trying to find a home for a while, played in Barrie, played for the now defunct Ottawa Fat Cats. And he's found a place here with the Ottawa champions this season. I think that's just so exciting. And, of course, Jason Coker made the team out of open tryouts, and it's something you don't see every single day. I mean, I saw the post on the Champions website saying, come out to open tryouts, and in the interview uh, that Mike Nellis and I did at the stadium, uh, he does talk about, you know, never quit. Keep trying because you never know what team is going to pick you up. And you know what's funny about Jason is he's actually a, a trainer at Good Life, so it wasn't too hard for him to keep in shape. No, being a trainer at Good Life, you're probably going to be in great shape. Um, and and so I think first of all that sets you apart in that that open training camp because I bet you he came out in probably the best shape of anyone. But not only that. He's also a pretty talented baseball player. Hit over 300 with the Ottawa Fat Cats. Yeah. Looks to be a, a very good defensive uh, a defensive baseball player as well. I think this team's excited to have him in the infield. And so, you know what, Dante? Uh, what a great story. You know, I talk about uh, Rudy and the great walk-on story. Uh, they, he should be trying to find someone to play him in the movie because they seem to do that with walk-ons. <laughs> I know they did that with Invincible, the Vince yeah. Papali movie. You, Dante, as an Italian, should love the Vince Papali movie. Well, I, I do know. like Billy Horn because he's Italian. He I know, right? Italy. Exactly. So, I mean, the it's, it's a really good story. Um, and uh, and I don't know. We'll we'll see how the season goes for him. But well, I think it's is, a really good opportunity. The, th- for the him. thing why the champions value him so much, Corey, is because he's actually he lives in Barhaven, so he can do his regular job. And if the champions need him, they can just call him. They don't actually have to put him on the rock roster. Is what from what I'm hearing from uh, the managers and and the uh, front office at uh, at the stadium over there. Well, yeah, the champions might be lucky. the The rules in this league are very interesting, and if they can kind of keep one of their 25 roster spots open because, or excuse me 22 roster spots open because they have coker always available to them i think that's going to be really nice and give the champions a lot well i mean he comes to practice with them he you know he takes ground balls he does everything he needs absolutely oh someone gets injured and of course we know albert cartwright is going to be injured to start Mm -hmm. off the year so um actually it's going to be nice to see uh, what goes on there. And Coker, he's a good guy. I talked to him at the ballpark, very respectful. He knows exactly what his role is right now, and he's the only guy taking balls uh, at third base. Yeah, no. So he could start the season at third base, Corey. I, I would think he's going to be the starting third baseman this year. and, and you Garza's know, starting at second base because Cartwright's injured. And, and it'll be interesting to see if, if Garza does well at second, do they move well, Cartwright to third? Because he seemed, uh, as we said, he wasn't um, he wasn't a natural at third base, but he was the most comfortable player for the champions at third base last season. Absolutely. And with that being said, we're going to take it to the field where uh, Mike Nellis and I have the interview with Jason Coker here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. So I'm here with uh, Ottawa champions, uh, I guess, infielder, Jason Coker. You made the team out of open tryouts, and how does that feel? Uh, it feels really good uh, to be kind of a local guy now and be able to come out here and put together something, uh, get invited out. It just feels good to be back in the stadium because this is an awesome place to play. Um. What did uh, Al say to you when uh, you made the team? Was there anything in particular that he liked that uh, that got you onto the team? Uh, nothing really in particular. We just talked for a bit after about uh, coming out here and 
giving it everything I got to make sure that they made the right choice, and hopefully I can uh, make the final roster here with them. And at this point, uh, you've been taking a lot of snaps at third base. How do you feel over there in the hot corner? Um, it's been a couple years since I've been at third, but uh, it's a natural position for me. Played it a lot in high school and college, so it uh, just kind of feels good to be back home there, I guess. And you played, uh, Mike mentioned that you did play shortstop uh, with the Fat Cats, so you do have that strong arm, and it's got to be nice to know that that is your natural position. Uh, what's that, short or third? Third. Yeah, um, <laughs> I figured I'd clarify. Uh, yeah, um, I've always had a fairly strong arm, which uh, helps me play on the left side of the infield. Um, I don't think I've got the legs to play short anymore, but you never know what could come around. It could be a miracle, and I could get my legs loosened up again. So, Talking about the Fat Cats, um, you were on the team in 2012 when they went to the league final. You won a champ, or you weren't? We didn't go to the final that year. Right, 2011 they went to the final, 2012 was they... We lost in the first round of golf. Lost in the first round of golf, okay. Um, so how was your experience there in uh, 2012? That was, okay, so it was the year after the final, so it was kind of the year where, um, you know, the, the the fans really started to embrace the team. There was a lot of people in the stands. Yeah. Um, you know, playing in a semi-pro league, how, like, that was probably such a unique experience to, to play for a team like that in a stadium like this. Oh, it really was. Um, yeah. I was fortunate enough to play college ball with some of the guys, uh, Dietrich McGovern, uh, yeah. Aton, and uh, Huffman there. And so just as soon as I stepped foot in the door, uh, I kind of felt like home because I was comfortable with the guys. Uh, to travel all the way from North Carolina to Canada as your first experience out there was, uh, was definitely a little nerve-wracking. But as soon as I saw those, uh, those guys that embraced me in college and helped me get to where I am today um it really lightened the mood and we always had a, a pretty good house of stands uh, stands full of fans here um they really supported us and it's really awesome to see baseball back in the capital so is that the main reason why you came back to the open tryout this year was your experience your previous experience in Ottawa um not necessarily yeah. um had a push from a couple people close in my life uh, my wife Tasha uh completely supported me and you know, that was the final get out there and, and give it another go. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to think about it for the rest of my life. Just go out there and have fun, and that's what I'm trying to do. And another thing here is you actually uh, spent some time in Australia playing baseball. So what's the difference coming to Ottawa now, especially with different weather, different type of players, and a different system? Um, well, it's a completely different system. When I went to Australia, it was more for the experience of traveling, uh, coaching. Um, it was more of a men's league like the NCBL is here in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, okay. But going down there... Uh, being on that side of the world in a completely different environment than ever before was was life-changing um, because you learned so much about yourself by embracing other cultures and then coming back to Canada just kind of felt like coming back home I've uh, been back and forth here for four years and home will always be in Charlotte North Carolina but you know I'm making my home here now starting a family with my wife so not starting a family we're not pregnant <laughs> don't don't put that on all right um I guess uh, you uh, you are from the Barhaven area, so it's got to feel nice to, to play in the same city that you do live in, of course, with your wife and, and everything like that. Yeah, it does. Um, it's a fun little commute, you know, Woodruff to the 417 to Riverside, <laughs> and uh, that's what it is. I live on the north side of Barhaven, so it's a pretty easy commute. I don't have to cut through uh, the busy traffic there, at, you know, Strandhurst and all that. But, um, yeah, Barhaven's a really awesome place. I've made some really good friends up there, and it just feels good to be out playing baseball in this in the city again so okay so let me fact check first you did win championships in barry right yes we won the we won the 2014 <laughs> ibl championship yeah. uh they repeated the year after i didn't play last year okay um and they're going for a third title in a row this year and i think they've got a really good shot to do it um 
that that was a lot getting over that hump and someone finally breaking uh Brantford's back there and <laughs> snapping the streak that they went on for seven or so years so yeah um but yeah it was a lot of fun to win a championship uh and then, and then come back and, and compete with a team that's full of guys that are absolutely capable of winning the championship again in this league. So, Anything anything big that you learned from being on a championship team that you may not have known in, in your previous baseball career? Um, how to celebrate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, just being with guys with experience that have been around it and gone through the grind year in and year out. They've yeah. played affiliated ball and they've played independent ball and then they're playing for their hometown teams in the IBL and traveling and they have families and just how to love the game uh, that's it it stops becoming a, a job and becomes more about being there for the guys that, co- that show up every day and compete with you um, and you really embrace your teammates at that point and, and take it all for what it's worth because you never know when you're gonna be able to get out there and lace it up again and so far, how do you feel? Uh, you know, this is your third day of spring training. Uh, this weekend, you mentioned that you went out to New York to kind of uh, ease off the, the stress and everything like that. How does it feel to kind of be back here in spring training? And what are you trying to work on at this point? Uh, it feels really good. Um, legs feel all right. Uh, the big thing I'm working on is my swing, making sure I'm staying through the ball. Um, taking ground balls is a little bit like riding a bike, but the swing's got a little bit more to it that yes. I've got to continue to work on. And uh, Sebastian has... Uh, brought his input to me and I'm trying to work on that today and it's awesome to be in spring training and have that support and uh, that system that wants to help you be successful. Now you did go to open tryouts so I have to ask you um, how long did you prepare for that date did you really kind of when, when did you actually think about it? I've been thinking about it for a long time uh, Dave Ballock got a hold of me and uh, just put it in my ear probably I'd say back in January February and then it just was getting back into the gym and getting my body back in shape weight wise um, doing the running and everything I, I've been working for Good Life Fitness nice. out in Barhaven so having that there for me uh, was really helpful in terms of getting back in shape and having guys that could work with me on different stuff um, done some training at Ruthian and Dinger's Academy there um, and those guys have been great so and and what's your main advice to someone that maybe next year wants to try out for the team when should they start training when should they maybe start thinking about hey I think I got a shot uh, what should I do what should they do basically uh, well baseball is kind of a year-round thing you take your time off at the end of the grind and then you're right back at it whether it's uh, getting in the weight room or running or whatever it is you do stretching your arm out taking care of everything uh, it never really ends so for, uh, for I guess anybody that wants the opportunity like I got to just go out there and keep working harder raise the bar and uh, and don't let it don't let it drop. I guess. Thank you very much, Jason. No worries, guys. Thank you. That was Ottawa champions third baseman slash infielder Jason Coker from the Barhaven area. Actually lives in Ottawa, and it's nice to see a local kid make the team. And he he said some great stuff, Corey. Yeah, familiar with the town, familiar with the city, familiar with the stadium. Um, so it is going to be really funny to see Coker. Um, uh, and, and maybe, you know, uh, you have all these veteran guys on this Ottawa Champions team, um, but a guy like Sebastian Boucher or a guy like Coker now, they have experience in this city. So kind of bringing the guys around, Absolutely, showing them yeah. places to go, making them feel comfortable. I think he's going to have a very important part in you this know ball what? team. Now that year. you do bring that up, Corey, it's pretty funny because I've been that guy to show everyone around time. I, you know, I went with the boys to Real Sports. I showed them, you know, the places to eat, Dirienzo's on Preston Street. It's been good, Corey. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. And, and places to spend their, their hard-earned <laughs> champion's money. Absolutely. And it's, it's nice, you know, because... 
because Mr. Coker did actually talk about how back in the day uh, with the fat cats, they used to throw those uh, giant tiger frisbees out of the press box, and he used to hit. They used to hit all these people in the back of the face, and I don't know if you remember those days, but it was a it was a funny talk with uh, Mr. Jason Coker. Yeah, and you know what? One of the few guys on this team who has Ottawa Fat Cats experience. And I think that was a nice reason um, having Jared Lemieux as an assistant coach last year because he was a guy who had played for the Ottawa Rapids back in the day. And so I think he was able to provide the team with a little bit something last year. And I think uh, Coker's going to do the same this year. Well, you know what? It's funny because uh, I, I thought Jared Lemieux was French, but then he's actually from Maine. And Boucher made a comment in spring training yesterday saying, why are there so many Florida guys on the team? He's like, well, I can't find any good talent in Maine, says Mr. Jared Lemieux. And then Boucher <laughs> says, well, turns out our two coaches, our manager and our pitching coach is from Florida. So no wonder why our whole team is filled with Florida boys, you know? <laughs> well, and, and uh, as we heard uh, um, uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, Brian Van Kirk is bringing the Florida boys out this year. And, um, this is a team, you know what? Uh, Florida is really, Florida and Arizona um, but for for an Eastern Virginia. Seaboard team, oh, yeah. but for an Eastern Seaboard team, Florida is really the hub of baseball. And and if if you want to play professional baseball, but you're maybe on the fringes, that's a good place to live. So a lot of these guys aren't necessarily from Florida, but they live in Florida now, and that's because that's really where you want to be to get noticed. Absolutely, and uh, that's going to wrap things up for this segment. Coming up next, we're going to be joined with Calvin Rayburn and a couple other um, couple of the other Ottawa Champions players. That's all here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Welcome back to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. Once again, Corey and I are back in studio but shortly, we're going to send it back to the park where we have more interviews with Champions players. But, Corey, we got some great gentlemen lined up for this segment. Uh, yeah, some more of our uh, our spring training diaries. First, we got a chance to talk with Calvin Rayburn. And uh, luckily, uh, he spread his legs apart a little, so he wasn't standing the full 6'8 yesterday. He was kind to us, so we weren't dwarfed by his size. But Well, uh, it looks like you're around the same height as him. Uh, well, that's what I mean. Like, I am I am not the same height as Calvin Rayburn. I am 6'3". He is 6'8". So, like I said, he was very nice to kind of uh, get a little lower for us, <laughs> like, like an adult talking to children. You know what was funny about that, Corey, is because I was standing on my tippy toes behind Font, who was holding the radar gun, and it was Font, who was 6'6", Raven, who was 6'8", and Wilson, who was 6'5". Like, it was just like monsters in front of me, you know what I mean? Yeah, a few big guys on the Champions pitching staff. Um, So Calvin Rayburn's the first one we're going to talk to. Wilmer Font, you mentioned him, is the second guy we're going to talk to here. Absolutely. The ace of this Ottawa Champions team, it's going to be nice to see... Uh, his perspective going into the season as the number one guy on the staff. Well, he's the number one guy, and for big reason, he has experience. He is the only pitcher in this in this uh, on this champions team that has big league experience. He has pitched in the big leagues. The only and, player on this team. Yeah, with the big only player. Experience. You're right. And so uh, he's a very quiet guy if you get to know him, and we've seen that in spring training. But we got a little bit of words out of him, which is nice. He's from Venezuela, and it's always nice to have that Latin presence on the team because uh, he's just going to lead by example. And uh, some he st- actually struck out Mike Trout. So that's a pretty big achievement as far as I'm concerned, at least. 
Yeah, has played in some huge situations, including Major League Baseball games. So um, the the pressure will be on him this year with the Auto Champions. They've got a bunch of other starting pitchers who are going to try and take some of that pressure off. But when the champions need a win, when they need to, you know, get a win in a rubber match of a series or they need to end a losing streak, Wilmer Font's going to be the guy to do that. And I'm very excited uh, to see how he's going to well, do as the ace this year. Well, the one thing with uh, with Wilmer Font is that he, you know, he mentioned that he wants to see this ballpark uh, fill, filled up because he says that when he was pitching in Texas and he comes out in, in Arlington, he says there's 40,000, 50,000 people in the stands and the adrenaline's rush, uh, rushing through his blood and he's all pumped up. He said the more fans we get, the, the better he's going to pitch, Corey. No, I, absolutely. I'm really excited for uh, for him this season. He's a guy that kind of, when he's on the mound, he's like he is in regular life. He, he's kind of very calm, but you, you have to feel it when, when a building is like that, like it was at the end of the season last year in Ottawa. Those last... Uh, that last month, even that last series where we saw an average of more than 4,000 people at the stadium, that was when this team was, I think, at its peak last season, and I'd like to see that again. Well, of course, first season, you can't expect too much, but I think this season we can maybe break some records in terms of listeners on the broadcast. Of course, you can listen to every Ottawa Champions game on CK, or on CKDJ1079, but uh, without further ado, uh, next, uh, right after Font, we're actually going to be joined with... Uh, Mr. Kevin Perez, he came over from the Washington National System, also pitched uh, in A-ball with the Kansas City Royals before being traded over to the Nationals. He has lots of experience from what we saw. Uh, he throws a good curveball and a good fastball and a good changeup. So his fastball was around 89 to 90 miles an hour. His changeup was dropping at 75 and and then he was keeping that. Uh, sorry, his curveball was at seventy five, and he was dropping his changeup at eighty. So, um, so he he's his speeds are as where he wants it right now. Well, and I hate doing the major league comparisons, but it's very similar to a guy like Estrada, where he doesn't have that yeah. huge overpowering fastball, but the fastball does have a bit of movement on it, and then the changeup just has the bottom drops right out of it. It's at a really nice speed, surprises guys all over the plate. And you well, mentioned he can mix that with the good breaking stuff with the curveball, and he's got a pretty complete arsenal. Well, the the thing with Font as well is you know you go back to him font on on a very cold day he's not used to it. hadn't pitched uh he pitched uh twice in venezuela in a in a summer league there or a winter league and he said that when he came over here and his hands were, were shivering and, and they were red he said it was very hard to get a grip of the baseball and he and he was at around 89 to 90 miles an hour but he says once the heat starts picking up he said he should be able to hit 95 so i think that's going to be the same case with most of the pitchers here yeah, absolutely, and and we saw that with Wilmer Font last year as it took him a while to get into his stride, but the pitchers are going to have to be good early, and I think there was a few pitchers that did impress early. You mentioned Calvin Rayburn. I was very impressed by Andrew Cooper and what he was able to throw yesterday. Um, so, uh, you know, a very exciting team all around, and I think this team does have a very deep pitching staff this year, and, and I think that's what they're most excited well, about. Not to let the cat out of the bag. Hey, you know what? Let's wrap things up here. We're gonna get right to the three interviews. Yeah. Following that, we're actually gonna we're gonna talk about some pitchers that have not arrived at training camp and how they're gonna be arriving in just about a couple days. So uh, ne coming up next, Calvin Rayburn. Then we're gonna be joined with Wilmer Font and then Mr. Kevin Perez on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. I'm here with Calvin Rayburn of the Ottawa Champions. Yesterday, you pitched live for Hal Lanier in your and Billy Horn in your second uh, day of spring training. Uh, today's your third day, but let's talk about yesterday. Um, how did you feel out there on the mound? You know, considering you know the weather, the wind was really blowing there. It was about 40 degrees or so. Uh, so I was a little cold, but body felt good, arm felt good, 
hands were a little slick. And that was the only issue I had. Had the ball up a little bit, but I felt great. It was good to get back on the mound. A week-long road trip will uh, take a little bit out of you. Now, hopefully the uh, the rest of the season we're not going to get any cold like that. But it, we are in Canada. So are there are there adjustments you have to make when it is kind of cold like that? Are there things you kind of have to keep in mind? Absolutely. You definitely got to give yourself a little bit more time to warm up, uh, especially coming out of the bullpen and stuff. Uh, and I, I just I need sunscreen and rosin. You know, <laughs> you know don't tell anybody that because it's not not exactly legal. But you put it on your pants and it makes your fingers <laughs> nice and sticky, and that ball comes off real good. Uh, so I'll definitely be doing that if it ever gets cold again. We can cut that out of the interview. That's yeah. totally good. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, yesterday, uh, you uh, so who was it? it? Was Danny Grower and Brian Neary that caught you both of them? Yes. Uh, no, I just I just threw to Grower. Uh, he warmed me up and caught me live. Uh, and it was, I mean, he's, he's a really great catcher. He knows how to call it. He and I were on the same page almost the entire time. Never really shook him off. Uh, receives really, really well. Um, looking forward to seeing what his arm's like. And uh, so your pitches here, um, what was he calling uh, yesterday? I, I really wanted to, I didn't have very many pitches to work with, only throw 20 or so. So I wanted to throw everything through the fastball, the changeup, through a couple cutters and sliders too, and they all felt great. Just got to work on that command, and we'll be ready to go. So yesterday you topped out at around 93 miles an hour in the cold weather. So uh, now that you do change your arm slot down to where you were back in the day, like you said uh, in our last interview, uh, how do you feel coming out of that slot throwing that hard? You know, I honestly, I didn't really ask about it. Um, so it's, it's nice to know that the arm's feeling as good as it does. And hopefully as long as, as long as I keep going during the season, the arm will get stronger and maybe that velo will jump up a little bit. Uh, quick camp for you guys, only two weeks, three exhibition games. What do you guys have to really kind of get down in these next few weeks? What are the, what are the big things that are kind of fundamental for this team going forward? You know, baseball baseball's a team sport, but it's nine individuals mm-hmm. playing by themselves for one cause. So if everyone could do their job, field the ball, throw the ball, catch it, hit it, you know, and we all work on that. As long as we all get along, we're going to be just fine. You know, it's not, there's baseball is not a very complicated game. You got to simplify it to the point where it's like, all right, this is my job. This is what I got to do. And if everyone goes out and does that, we're going to be just fine. All right, thank you. You got it. Anytime, my pleasure. Thanks, man. Appreciate. It. So I'm here with uh, Kevin Perez and Kevin. A uh, first question here: um, You come into spring training uh, with lots of experience uh, with the Royals and the Washington Nationals system. Uh, what's your mentality coming into camp, uh, uh, second day here? And just to come in here and work hard and do whatever I can to help the team win some, win some more games than they did last year. And uh, obviously, what are you trying to work on at this point uh, in spring training? Well, you can always get better. So it's working on control, working on pitches, working on everything, actually. And uh, I guess let's talk about your pitches here. So you throw a uh, fastball, a slider, a changeup, and a curveball. So pretty basic. Uh, what would you say is your go-to pitch? Uh, well, I can go to any any of those four pitches any time of the count. Fastball is the number one pitch, obviously. So I'll attack batters with the fastball, see if they can hit that first. So today you're going to be doing some live pitching. What are you trying to achieve at that point? Maybe inside, outside, uh, trying to establish the zone. What are you trying to achieve uh, with live pitching? Of course, your teammates hitting as well. Yeah, exactly. First day off the mound, so you're just trying to establish all your pitches, get a feel for all your pitches, working in and out in the zone. Perfect. And uh, maybe talk about your experience with um, Hagerstown and with the Kansas City Royals system and the, and the guys that you had a chance to play with and the guys you had to learn uh, learn from and how you're going to bring that experience to the Ottawa champions being a you know a veteran or well you're still young but I guess a better a veteran presence with lots of experience. Yeah, of course I learned from everybody. You can learn from anybody on the team from you, whether righty, lefty, older, younger. 
everybody on the team has something that you can learn from, something that could help you improve your game. And uh, now that you're here, what do you like the most about this ballpark? Uh, you know, sitting here on the sidelines, you see how big it is. It must be nice and inviting, knowing that you're pitching in a graveyard. Yeah, that's, that's, you're right on that. It's a, it looks like it's going to be hard to hit it out of here. So just throw strikes and let them hit the ball. Let my defense make the so plays I'm here with me. Ottawa Champions Thanks Ace Wilmer Font. And uh, obviously to start off yesterday, you had a good day pitching. Uh, what did you like uh, from what the, the catcher was calling uh, Mr. Grower? Oh... He's a nice catcher. He, he knows how to call a game. And I feel comfortable with, with him behind the plate. And uh, what are you trying to work on now in here in spring training? This is working on my command and in my secondary pitches. And my command is all. And, uh, of course, uh, maybe talk about uh, your pitches here. You throw a fastball, a curveball, and a changeup. Uh, what do your pitches mainly do? I, my best pitch is a fastball. I threw a slider curveball in split. And uh, where do you usually average around? Are you happy with where your fastball is at right now, or are you trying to increase that from 90, 91 to maybe 93? Yeah, it, it, I'm now in 90, 91. I, I think before the season start, uh, I will be in 94, 95. And, and at this point, uh, what did you do in the off season to make to help you prepare for this season? Keep working every day, every day, never stop. That's the key. And did you uh, play in the uh, Venezuelan uh, league in winter, or did you kind of just kind of stay low key? I played for uh, two weeks only and again, take a rest. I throw a lot of innings last year here, so want to rest a little bit. And uh, just to let the listeners know, you actually did pitch five games for the Texas Rangers, uh, you know, two years back, and it's got to be nice to know that you do have that, that experience under your belt to kind of lead the staff going forward. Yeah, that was a nice experience for me, and I never forget that. And I tried to to oh, keep working on it, and maybe have a chance to back to the big leagues. And also, uh, you know, you played with Texas. Is there any, uh, you know, what was your favorite part about being in the big leagues and being around some of uh, some of the best players in the game, Adrian Beltre, Alves Andres? The best thing is, like, that thing is to uh, do everything together. That was a nice team. Like, friend, uh, everybody uh, help another. Yeah, that was the most important thing. And maybe talk about a player who uh, helped you the most in the minor league system, whether it's a coach, a player, or you learn the most off of. Oh, I learned a lot of Martin Perez, one of my uh, Venezuela friends. And my pitching coach in AAA is uh, uh, Brad Holman. They teach me a lot. And uh, obviously, another pit, uh, when you got up there, Mike Maddox was the pitching coach. Uh, what did he do? What did you guys kind of work on together? We work a lot in my command. I always got trouble with my command, and we going we improve a little bit my command. And of course, uh, you pitched a couple games in uh, with Texas coming out. Uh, maybe talk about a couple players that you had to face. Uh, what was your feeling coming out of the pen for the first time? <laughs> I was a little bit like nervous. I faced uh, Pujol <laughs> and uh, uh, Trow. Oh man! Yes. How was that like? You, you got a you face uh, as the Dominicans called the best hitter in the world. Yep. I just tried to do my job, just throw strikes and get him out. <laughs> and how did that happen? 
Did you did you strike him out or what? I strike out Trout and fly out uh, Pujols. Wow, that that's a pretty nice achievement. And you know, it's not, you look at this stadium, how how big, how many people it holds. But when you're in Texas, you come out of the bullpen and you look at how many people are there. It's nice to see you know, all these fans kind of looking at you and seeing you play. Yeah, it was like. 45, 50,000 people in Texas. That was crazy. Maybe we get that many here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? All right. And uh, once again, thank you so much for joining me, uh, Wilmer. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. final segment of Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9 Ottawa's new music. It's been awesome to kind of go to RCGT Park, which is located on Coventry Road off of the 417 Highway, right beside St. Laurent. To be honest, come out to some games because it is going to be a great experience. Remember, Thursdays are $1 hot dog days. I don't know how big the hot dog is, but you can't really say no to a $1 hawker, hot dog as far as I'm concerned. But we just had some great interviews with Wilmer Font, Calvin Rayburn, Kevin Perez. I've been at spring training all week, and the champions are very inviting because they want you to come down and watch spring training. Because It's very fun. You can meet the players. You can kind of say hi, uh, You know, get some foul balls, get some autographs. It's a very, very nice experience to come down to RCGT Park and get some uh, experience kind of watching baseball and seeing exactly who the guys are because it is a great group of guys. But we're going to actually get to two rookies on the team, two guys straight out of college that do we know, know each other. That's Robert Garza is going to join us. And then Johnny Cole is also going to join us to talk about, uh, well, at the stadium to talk about, you know, what they're working on and exactly how they're going to make an impact uh, this season and so far in spring training. So first off, we're going to start off with Mr. Robert Garza. He spoke about kind of facing Kevin Perez and his eye at the plate because I watched him hit and he had an excellent eye. Then after that, we're going to be joined with Johnny Cole live at RCGT Park. And then we'll kind of wrap up this show with uh, a spring training wrap up from the week. That's all here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Here with uh, Robert Garza of the Ottawa Champions, and uh, you just took batting practice from Mr. Calvin Rayburn. And uh, how did the ball look coming out of his hand? Because uh, he was going from 83 to 85 to 91, 92. Um, he has some good movement to the ball. I think he's gonna be a great asset to our team. Um, he's looking good. I think uh, once he gets command, uh, he's gonna help our team a lot. Uh, I think he looked really good out there. I like this ball movement. He's looking great. And uh, today, uh, n- not too bad at the plate. You you managed to get two walks, and uh, you saw the ball pretty well. But I'm going to ask you, how did you see the ball coming out of the pitcher's hands today? Um, I saw pretty. Um, <laughs> I saw the ball pretty well. Um, I was on deck. I was watching the release, so um, I kind of got it down to a T. Uh, when I was on the plate, I just kept that same approach that, um, when I was on deck, and I just stayed locked in, and I and I thought I saw it pretty well. And and during your BP, uh, well, what's your whole mentality when you're taking batting practice and you're and you're trying to focus on the ball and get the bat on the ball and make a good at bat? Um, 
whenever I'm batting practice according to the game, I try to make it as simple as possible. Um, you have to see the ball to catch the ball when you're playing defense, um, and you have to see the ball to hit the ball. So um, I just try to play catch, but instead of with my glove, I try to play catch with my bat. And that, that's all I try to do, just play catch with the barrel and just let it, let it go from there. And Robert, of course, uh, you came up as a shortstop. They signed you as a shortstop middle infielder, but um, there's a hole at third base. How are you going to show the team that you can play third base? Um, I'm just going to give it 110%. I'll play it with my heart. Um, as like I said before, I'm going to play this game for the love of the game, and, uh, and where the team needs me, I'm, I'm going to give it all I got. And uh, obviously, let's uh, finish off with this. Coming into spring training, it's a cold day, and it's very cold here in Canada. You're from Texas. You're not used to that. How how you uh, changing your approach? Of course, playing in the cold weather, it's raining right now, pretty much. I just get out here earlier. I'm gonna make sure I make sure I get my stretching in. I make sure I get some extra sprints in. I just gotta make sure I get extra stretching um, and uh, and try to just again. I'm gonna say it again, but make sure you get extra stretching and make sure you stay warm. So I'm here with Ottawa champions first baseman slash left fielder Johnny Cole. And uh, yesterday was day two of spring training. Uh, you took some live batting practice. You uh, played a little left field. You played a little first base. Uh, so far, um, what was your approach coming into day two? Uh, coming into day two, um, just having a good mindset, you know. Um, don't really know what to expect. Like I said, it's, uh, it's my second day. I'm just going to do what the coach tells me to do and um, do it the best of my ability. And uh, now let's talk about your fielding. Uh, you played a little first base and you played a little outfield. Uh, what's your approach now that you, you you said that you're ready to play any position on the diamond? Of course, you're left-handed. You can only play outfield and first base. What's your approach coming in defensively? Um, coming in defensively, um, you know, if coach tells me to play outfield, you know, one thing I've always had to change was my arm slot because I throw from behind my ear mm -hmm. um, to make quick throws at first. But um, it's easy. Um, just got to make the adjustment. Got to get working. And, of course, at the plate... Uh, Maybe, how was your time at the plate yesterday? Uh, you, you got a chance to face uh, Calvin Rayburn. He was throwing pretty hard, and, and how did you see the ball coming out of his hand? Uh, Calvin's throwing pretty hard, had a lot of run on his ball, but um, Calvin threw really well. Um, he ended up walking me, and then I ended up facing Wilmer Font, mm -hmm. my roommate. And uh, Wilmer, That's, That must have been nice, right? Yeah, and Wilmer uh, was actually throwing a heavy ball. He threw pretty hard. Um, I was lucky enough just to put a good swing on I hit a line drive back up the middle, but um, he was, everyone's throwing pretty good so far. And now that you're here working with Sebastian Boucher, you did mention to me yesterday off mic that uh, you were taking batting practice, working on your swing. What are you and Boucher doing, especially coming in here out of college? Um, pretty much just playing the game we know, um, just getting the foot down, adjusting to harder pitching, and um, having fun while doing it. You can't, you got to have fun. And of course, uh, now that it's day three, uh, what are you going to work on today? Today, same things as yesterday. Go as hard as I can, do the best I can to my abilities, and um, just prepare so we can help the team get wins. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Dante. That was Ottawa champions Robert Garza and Johnny Cole, two rookies coming into this season. We hope we can make, they can make an impact like uh, we have gone through on Around the Diamond. And uh, that pretty much wraps up this spring training edition of Around the Diamond. So many more moves to be made as the champions are actually in the mix of signing a couple more players to add to their very deep roster and this team gels together and I think that's going to be the the big one uh, in this in this series and I thank uh, Mike Nellis for doing some interviews with me and I thank Corey Mess you can follow Mike Nellis at 96 Nellis you can follow Corey at former inside man of course follow the Ottawa champions for all news going down in terms of local baseball in Ottawa they do a lot of great stuff also a big thanks to all the players that took their took time out of their day to come on this show 
and it was a real pleasure to have them on. And it's very fun to kind of go to spring training and kind of relax, watch a little baseball, drink some water. You know, it's it's nice to drink water, watch baseball, and I'm really serious. You know, I'm drinking water. Anyways, you can follow me at Diamond underscore Dante on Twitter as I uh, will be tweeting out throughout the rest of spring training about what's kind of going down, who's pitching, what's doing what. And, of course, more interviews to come next weekend. This has been a special edition of Spring Training on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. Home opener, Thursday, May 19th. Don't miss it.